Turn with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1. There are many times um, as I was raising my kids that I think I failed. Uh, there were times where I thought, you know, they just really don't appreciate the spiritual guidance that I'm trying to give. Uh, there were some times I was frustrated. Of course, there were a lot of great blessings too. Uh, but you know what I found? God is able to help us minister to our kids, teach our kids, and train our kids in the things of God. And even if they don't appreciate it initially, years down the road, after they come to Christ, after they've grown and, and they're adults, those things that we have taught them will be goads, uh, things that uh, will replay in their mind, that will encourage them and will give them uh, wisdom for the decisions that they need to make in life. And so there's, there, it's an incredibly important thing for us to train our kids in the things of God. Um, the schools won't do it. Did you know that? The churches have your kids, if you come every service, maybe three or four hours a week. So the parents have got to be the people who train their kids. If you want your kids to be founded in the truth of Scripture, then it falls to you. Now, there's some grandparents in here. Grandparents can make an investment as well. Um, but, but praise God for faithful parents who've taught their kids the things of God. In this Scripture, Paul calls the Ephesians little children, and then he begins to give them counsel about their spiritual life. Listen, even though they were... Little children, spiritually, they'd come to Christ. Paul led them to faith in Christ. Um, we can take these principles here and use them to train our kids. Uh, and, and just as Paul provided wisdom and guidance for the Ephesians, we can provide wisdom and guidance for our kids through the things included here. And so uh, we need to train our children in the things of God in the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, the, the title of my message is Preparing Your Kids Spiritually. Uh, and so look with me at verse 1 of Ephesians 5. Therefore, be imitators of God as dearly loved children, and walk in love as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. But sexual immorality and any impurity or greed should not even be heard of among you, as is proper for saints. Obscene and foolish talking or crude joking are not suitable, but rather giving thanks. For know and recognize this, every sexually immoral or impure or greedy person who is an idolater does not have an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty arguments, for God's wrath is coming on the disobedient because of these things. Therefore, do not become their partners, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. 
testing what is pleasing to the Lord. Don't participate in the fruitless works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what is done by them in secret. Everything is exposed by the light is made visible. For what makes everything visible is light. Therefore it is said, get up, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Pay careful attention then to how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. So don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. So preparing your kids spiritually. How do you do that? Well, first of all, you need to teach them to love. You need to teach them to love. Now, I understand that before your kids come to Christ, they don't have the Holy Spirit living within them, so they don't have the capacity to love as Jesus loves. Okay? We who know Christ can walk in the filling of the Spirit, and Christ can love through us. But what we can do is we can set a good example for our kids, and we can teach them that they need to love other people. Uh, I'll never forget, I was, I was about 11 years old. I was riding in the car with my dad. He, he was pastoring his first church at that time. Uh, we didn't have a lot of money at that time. Uh, but uh, we were, it was a cold day. It was a cold winter day, bitterly cold. And as we were driving down the road, there was a man walking on the side of the road who was homeless, who didn't have a coat. My dad pulled over took off his coat, put that coat on the shoulders of this homeless man, invited him into his car. We took him a few miles to where he was going, and my dad told him about Jesus Christ. Can I tell you something? I'm never going to forget that as long as I live. What did he do? He set a good example for me. He taught me what it means to love other people. And listen, uh, my mom did a great job teaching me how to love. She, uh, she was a great mom. She, she loved us. She put up with more stuff. She's going to get crown, uh, extra crowns, I think, in heaven because of my brother and I. She put up with an awful lot. But uh, what, a, what a kind, sweet, good woman she was to us and raised us in the things of God and taught us by her example uh, to love. And uh, this is something that we can do as parents, and, and we can teach. Listen, God wants us to love little sister. Don't hit little sister, you know. Uh, or if they're a little bit older, hey, share your toys, you know. Uh, or um, do something for that person who is in need, you know. And, and so there's lots of ways. Uh, I remember we took uh, some kids uh, in a former church, we took them to uh, the nursing homes, and they sang in the nursing homes in our area, and it was a great learning thing for those kids to, to, to see how much difference they were able to make just in providing a little encouragement through music, uh, and uh, it was a great, a great uh, learning experience. Uh, of course, once they come to Christ, then we can teach them to ask God to help them love other people. Um, it's an amazing thing what God can do through us and, of course, we're called to love our enemies, right? And that's a tall order, right? Because they're enemies. And, uh, and of course, you can, you can pray about the problems and the, and the concerns you have. Um, but uh, 
we're to love our enemies. So we have to ask God to help us love our enemies because that doesn't come naturally, right? Um, one lady told me, every time I see that guy, I want to slap him silly. You know, have you known somebody like that that you just, I mean, you just don't gel with them. And you, you tend to just want to uh, lash out. They rub you the wrong way. Uh, it takes a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit within your heart to show love for a person that you just wouldn't normally get along with. Uh, but God can do that through us. So set that example for your kids. Teach them the importance of loving other people. And remind them of what Jesus did for us. He's the greatest example of love we could ever have. Uh, so, <clears throat> preparing your kids spiritually. Teach them to love. Very, very important. Secondly, teach them to stand. Verse 7. Uh, he's been talking about um, the wicked speech. The, you know, off-color jokes. And the, uh, you could put profanity under that window. Um, under that umbrella. And uh, he's been talking about immorality. And he says, he says, don't be partakers with them. In other words, just because everybody else is doing it, you don't have to do it. Don't be partakers with them. We need to teach our kids to stand. We need to teach our kids to be different. We're called as Christians to be uh, peculiar people. And some of us are more peculiar than others, right? But we're called to be set apart. We're called to be different. We're called to be like Jesus in this world. Uh, how do you teach your kids to stand? Well, how about this? How about giving a script to your kids that they can use when others are tempting them I can remember my parents doing this for me. And my dad said, okay, if somebody offers you drugs or if somebody uh, is inviting you to do something that you know is not honoring to Christ, you can say, uh, I'm sorry, I can't do that because I'm a Christian and I'm trying to honor Christ with my life. And so I use that. I had people... Um, uh, I, one one fellow, uh, they also gave me one if I got invited to something that I knew God wouldn't want me to be a part of. Um, one of my friends, I can I remember it clear as day, uh, he had one of those Motley hair, Crew hairdos, uh, and uh, that was back when Motley Crew was a big deal uh, for teenagers. And um, I've just dated myself. Um, anyway, I was in the bathroom, and he, he was a real nice guy, but he said, he said, hey, Pew. Uh, why don't you come to my house? We're going to have a party. We're all going to get drunk, and we're—I mean, we're just—and he, he went along a little bit. And I said, I said, and I used my parents' script. I said, I said, well, thank you so much uh, for inviting me uh, to spend some time with you. And I said, I'm a Christian, and uh, because I want to honor Christ, uh, I don't think I can come to that. I think that might be a temptation for me. But, but uh, would there be something else we could do together? I knew exactly what to say, why mom and dad prepped me in advance, okay? And I had a script that I could use uh, in, those t in those times uh, of temptation. So that's a good thing to have uh, and to teach your kids what, what would it look like and, and to think, okay, what temptations might my kids have? What things might they come across and how could they respond in a way that honors Christ? And also... 
uh, teach them to have the view of heaven. And what I mean by that is this life is not all there is. Uh, if you take a stand for Jesus Christ and somebody makes fun of you, what did Jesus say? Rejoice when men revile you and persecute you and say all men are evil against you falsely for my sake. For great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets who were before you. I remember we'd been going out on doing a door-to-door survey in the community. And we had this guy. He was so rude to us. I mean, he, he just was ugly. And then he took that door and he went, whap, and pounded it shut. And, you know, kind of got on my nerves. And I was, I was a little bit out of sorts. I came home and I was telling Dad about it. And he said, well, he said, you ought to be excited about that. And I said, well, why is that? He said, because great is your reward in heaven. See, what is he doing? He's, he's drawing my attention to the things of heaven. Listen, this life is like that. Eternity is forever. And, and the Bible says that God will reward us for what we do for Christ, and he will reward us for the persecution we receive in the name of Jesus Christ. So teach them to stand. And by the way, as you teach your kids to stand, there may be some, and, and I did have some people that, that would make fun of the stand that I was taking, but oftentimes people would respect me for it. They would recognize that I had the guts to say, I'm not going to go with the crowd. I'm going to do what pleases Jesus Christ. And so uh, you will teach your kids an invaluable lesson if you teach them that. Teach them to stand. All right, so teach them to love. Teach them to stand. That, thirdly, teach them to know. Verse 10 says, testing what is pleasing to the Lord. How do you test what is pleasing to the Lord? Right here. You look in the Word of God, and we are told what God's character is like, what pleases God. Uh, and, and as you teach your kids to spend time with God, you will be teaching them to know. As they spend time in God's Word, you'll be teaching them to know. Now, uh, I, I've told y'all, some of y'all have laughed, because uh, I told you when, when I was a kid, my mom made us read two chapters of Scripture a day. Well, I wasn't even a Christian. I really didn't care about that. And, and so I found the shortest Psalms in the Bible to read for my two chapters of Scripture a day. And I have Psalm 117 memorized. I have Psalm 131 memorized. I have Psalm 134 memorized because I read them almost every day. Okay, uh, so I, I, had, uh, I had figured that out. But when I became a Christian, I was taught that if you will get in God's Word, you will grow in your relationship with, with Christ. And you'll learn about the Lord, and you'll grow closer to Him, and it will be sweeter. And I began to apply myself to the Word of God because I wanted to know the God who had forgiven me and who had changed me. And, and God began to change me through that. And it was such a, such a great thing. Um, you know what I found? When you get married, that first year of marriage, you are learning about your spouse, aren't you? You're getting a crash course. Uh, there's different ways you squeeze the toothpaste. There's, you know, there's different ways. Some of you are neat and some of you are messy. And, you know... And you're getting used to, and you're learning what irritates my spouse, and, and, you know, what does my spouse like, and that kind of thing. 
and uh, it's a crash course. And as you spend time over the years, you learn each other better so that you, you know, I can remember, buddy, we had uh, some, somebody said, we, we don't have fights, we have intense fellowship. Well, uh, we, we had some fights when, when we were, were, were uh, newlyweds, and uh, some of them were pretty intense. Uh, but what I've learned over the years, as we've learned each other, uh, it, it has gotten sweeter. As you teach your kids to be in the Word of God, you will teach them that their walk with God can get sweeter and sweeter. And they will get to know the Lord better, and they will get to love the Lord better. And that will be the best preparation you can give them. Keep their eyes upon Jesus. What an amazing thought. You know, in this world, there's so much to discourage. There's so much to cause you to lose heart. But can I tell you something? You teach your kids to keep their eyes on Jesus. They can have some peace. They can have some joy. They can have some victory in this life. Because I'm going to tell you something. Our Jesus sits on sovereign over all of it. And one day he's coming back to make everything right. Teach them to know. Teach them to know. My mom worked with me. Uh, she taught us this. She made up this goofy little melody uh, for Psalm 34. But I want to tell you, it worked like a charm. I, we still, occasionally, we will sing it when we get together as a family just for, for kicks. you know. And we all still remember it because she taught us this song and put Psalm 34 to music. And I have never forgotten it. Teach your kids the Word of God. Such a great blessing. And can I tell you something else? Those scripture verses, they may not even care. I, I remember my Bible drill teacher, she used to give us suckers for memorizing verses, and I'd write it out eight times, I'd get a sucker. I could, if I could quote it right, I would get a sucker. And I would do it for the sucker. I didn't care anything about the scripture. I did it for the sucker. It was purely mercenary. But can I tell you something? As an adult, there have been times when I've had temptation come my way, and those verses would come to mind at just the right time. And I would have a weapon to use against the evil one. I am so grateful for it. Teach your kids to know. So teach them to love. Teach them to stand. Teach them to know. Teach them to act. Look at verse 16. Making the most of the time. Look at verse, well, let's, let's read verse 15. It says, pay careful attention then to how you live. Not as unwise people, but as wise Making the most of the time because the days are evil. Literally redeeming the time. Teach them to act. There's opportunities for them to make a difference. Listen, I want to tell you something. The public school system is a mission field. Your kids can make a profound difference for Christ in the school system if they'll redeem the time, if they'll act, if they'll... Give the reason. Give a reason for the hope that's in them. Give a reason for why they're not participating in certain events. And then tell people about Jesus. You want to know how to tell people about Jesus? Come see me. I'll teach you how to tell people about Jesus. Okay? But, but teach them how to act for Christ. Teach them to do good things for others. And listen, some of the seeds that they plant in high school can make a profound difference. There was a there was a uh, a girl that was that served with me um, in in uh, the the school choir. We sang in the school choir. I was going to be a music major, and so I was taking music classes. And um, 
and she didn't know Christ. And, and, and I, 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 talk, I didn't talk with her a whole lot about Christ, but she knew I was a Christian. And uh, we talked about some of those things. Later on, she ends up getting saved, and she's now married to an evangelist. Is that not something? You know, you just never know what God's going to take, what God's going to use. Uh, you plant those seeds, and you think somebody has not really taken it all that seriously. And then you find out they're still talking about it. Uh, in the future. You remember when we talked about the Lord? It's, it's such a powerful thing. So teach your kids to act. Teach them to take advantage of the time that they have. And by the way, that's a good example for us to follow as well. You've got uh, your circle of uh, friends. You've got your workplace where you, where you work. You've got a circle of people that are in your influence. And you can pray for them. And you can talk to them about the things of Christ. And you can make a difference in their lives. And so uh, teach your kids to act, and uh, they, can, they can really make a difference for Christ, even at a very young age. I remember my, my parents were a great example in this, in, in witnessing, and I, I don't know how many people I saw my dad lead to Christ. It's been a whole lot, more than I can count. Uh, but I knew how to go through the Romans Road with somebody, and I remember I was a teenager. I was working at a bus, as a busboy at a steakhouse in Blunt County, and uh, there was this fellow who'd come from Washington State, and uh, he'd lost his job there. He was in the area. He was looking for a job, that, you know, that would better support his family. But in the meantime, he was working at that steakhouse. And we were on break one day, and I said, uh, I said something along the line. You, we, were, we were talking, a little small talk, and I said, hey, uh, uh, do you know where you're going to spend eternity if you die? And he said, no. I said, would you like me to tell you how you can know? He said, Yes. I went to the Romans Road with him. I said, would you, would you like to pray and give your heart to Christ? Yes. We bowed our head. I mean, it was a 10-minute break before the 10 minutes was up. He had gone from darkness to light. He'd gone from the kingdom of the devil to the kingdom of Christ. And his life was changed. And I didn't know anything about follow-up. I was a teenager. I didn't tell him where to go. I didn't tell him to go to church. I didn't tell him to read the gospel of John. I didn't tell him anything. Next week, he comes in there. Hey, Roger, me and my family went to church at such and such a place this past Sunday, I joined. I'm going to be baptized. I mean, he did it on his own. Listen, don't you tell me that teenagers can't be used for Jesus Christ. So, um, teach them to act. So, teach them to love. Teach them to stand. Teach them to know. Teach them to act. And teach them to rely. This is possibly one of the most important things you could ever teach them. Verse 18. Don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living, but be filled by the Spirit. Teach them to rely on the Holy Spirit. Now, there's a whole lot that we hear in the culture, and this is good. We need to build our kids up. You know, everybody in the world is tearing our kids down. We need to build them up, you know, if... Give them, give them praise and, 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 you know, give them good positive feedback. But listen, we don't need to teach our kids self-reliance. We need to teach our kids Christ-reliance. Not self-reliance, Christ-reliance. Because if I'm self-reliant, I can do what I can do. But if I'm Christ-reliant, there's no limit to what God can do through me. 
So you teach your kids to be Christ-reliant. You teach them to rely upon the filling of the Holy Spirit, to ask the Holy Spirit to serve through them, to love through them, to witness through them, to be a husband or a wife through them, to be a father or a mother through them. Listen, it, it will change their lives because they will recognize they need to bring their family to Jesus Christ in prayer. They will recognize that they need to, to pray about their workplace and to pray about their job and to pray about their church. And they need to ask the Spirit of God to live through them. And I'm going to tell you something. They can make a more profound difference than you ever imagined. It's amazing what God can do with a yielded vessel. And when we teach our kids to surrender to, to the, how you're filled with the Holy Spirit, that's a good question, isn't it? Uh, the Bible promises if we ask, He'll give the Spirit. That's what, that's what the Gospel of Luke says. How much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? Um, but we also know we can quench the Spirit through our sin, so we need to surrender our hearts to Him. And the Holy Spirit can help us with that. But we need to surrender our hearts to him. We need to trust him. Um, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So we need to put our trust in the Holy Spirit and follow his lead. And then we need to ask. And if you do that, if you keep those sins confessed and you'll do those, those things, then the Spirit of God will fill you and will use you. And uh, you can do that in faith. Uh, sometimes I have a sense that the Holy Spirit is using me. Um, other times, I don't sense it as much, but I believe it by faith because the Bible promises it, right? So, if you teach your kids how to be filled with the Spirit of God, you're going to teach them they'll be, a lot, they'll be a better child. If they learn at an early age to be filled with the Spirit, they're going to be a lot more responsive to you as a parent. If they learn to be filled with the Spirit, they're going to, be, to have better relationships with other people because they will be bearing the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Uh, they won't get into some of the trouble that they could have gotten into, right? I believe my mom prayed me out of a lot of trouble. Praise God for her. Uh, but, but the Holy Spirit will give them that self-control they need. So, uh, such, such a, a key to the Christian life. You try to do the Christian life on your own, you will fall on your face. You can't do it. Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. But if you will rely upon the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, and you will rely upon Jesus Christ to give the grace that you need, you'll be able to live in seasons of time in obedience to Christ and this is what we need to teach our kids. It's such an important key to the Christian life. So preparing your kids spiritually, how do you do it? Well, you need to teach them to love, teach them to stand, teach them to know, teach them to act, and teach them to rely. And as you do, uh, you will be a profound blessing to your kids. And your kids will be... Um, uh, walking with Christ in a way they couldn't have otherwise. And uh, listen, I want to tell you something. Uh, if it's slow coming, persevere. If it's slow coming, persevere. Listen, I didn't see much fruit. My kids were good kids, okay? They were, and I'm, I'm very blessed of God. But 
I didn't see a lot of the fruit of what I was teaching then. I saw it with David in high school. I saw it with Megan in college. So don't give up. Keep sowing seed. Keep casting that bread. What does Ecclesiastes say? That bread will come back if you keep casting it on the water. You just keep casting. You keep having that good influence for Christ, and your kids may roll their eyes. Mom, you said that before. Yes, and I'm going to say it again. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, my kids used to say that to me. Listen, you're, what you're doing is you're preparing the tape recorder, right? And whenever that happens, you won't even be there, but your voice will be in their head, and they'll remember it. Uh, David, David told me one time, he said, he said, Dad, when you used to teach us the Ten Commandments at the breakfast table, I was bored out of my mind. Well, he may have been bored, but he knows the Ten Commandments. Can I tell you something? <laughs> so, listen, persevere. You keep, keep sowing that seed. Keep casting that bread. And be patient. And let God do his work uh, in your kids' lives. And you'll be glad you did. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for giving us good counsel on how to bring up our kids in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And uh, help us to do that faithfully, Lord. Give us your wisdom that we so desperately need. Uh, give us the empowerment of your spirit uh, as parents, Lord, to teach our kids, or in some cases as grandparents, to, to teach our kids the things of God. And uh, Lord, help uh, this, this new generation that's coming up, Lord, to love you more than any other generation in American history. God, I pray that that you would bring revival and that you'd bring a new hope and a new joy in you, Lord, through uh, these kids that are coming up. And thank you, Lord, that you're always adequate to the task and there's nothing too hard for you. And Lord, for any who are here today that don't know Jesus Christ, I pray that today would be the day they'd give their heart and life to Jesus Christ. We pray it in his name.